0: Welcome to the all-new Marvelicious Toys podcast, hosted by the Astonishing Arnie, the Mighty Marjorie, and Captain Justin. Nah, just Justin. Join us at MarveliciousToys.com to find thousands of pictures of the items reviewed, find links to our Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube pages, and much more.
1: Marvelicious Toys, this is Volume 2, Episode 19, San Diego, Not A Con. This is Marjorie.
2: This is Arnie, and boy are my feet not tired.
1: I know, it's great!
3: (laughs) And this is Justin, and I never took my shoes off once.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Because they were already off.
3: (laughs) Maybe you never put your shoes on once. Hey, I'm not saying, but maybe you're right, maybe you're
2: not. (laughs) So San Diego Comic Con at home—is it really a con if you're at home? Mm, no.
1: If- no, it w- it was basically there are some YouTube videos and people maybe talking about it online.
2: I was actually a little bit disappointed by it. I mean, how could you not be if going to San Diego Comic Con in person for 14 years and then trying to experience a virtual. I'll say it. Half-assed experience. I mean, the vendors weren't really engaged. Marjorie was like, but we can see any panel we want. I'm like, yeah, but there's no good panels this time around. Any of the panels I want to see weren't there.
1: I I do want to say, outside of the ones that the three of us normally go to, such as the toy ones and all that, occasionally when I have a day when it's actually happening, the con... That I'm like, oh, I could see a panel! And then I realize that one I was mildly interested in has a four-hour line, and I probably won't get in anyway. So, I just don't go see panels!
2: But the ones I'd <laughs> want to see are the ones like DC's Wonder Woman 2 panel, or the Eternals Marvel panel. None of these occurred. 20th Century Foxes, well, that doesn't exist anymore. Uh, Paramount Pictures (laughs) upcoming slate with Tom Cruise talking about the next two Mission Impossibles or maybe even Top Gun. None of this was there.
1: Arnie, theaters aren't open, so there's no reason to promote movies. Tell that to the New Mutants. I don't think the New (laughs) Mutants. You know what the New Mutants is? The New Mutants is like, have you guys watched Jimmy Kimmel? I take it. Where they keep threatening to have Matt Damon on? Yes. New Mutants is the Matt Damon of movies.
2: Well,
3: (laughs) with Comic-Con at home, I think it's proof positive that not everything can be done digitally. I mean, we can do meetings, we can work from home, but the con experience just wasn't the same. I mean, there's the things that we go to Comic-Con to cover, and you know, we get news out of that, and that's what we're going to talk about this show. But the things that you're missing out on beyond just panels that didn't happen are the incidental finds. I mean, how many years have we gone and found out about a new company that has something cool that we had no idea about until we went there and wandered around the floor?
2: Yeah, very good point. And also, I think there's just a lack of hype when what you see is pictures on a computer screen, which you see 365 days a year, versus being there and seeing the paint with your own eyes and seeing scale and...
1: Okay, but what was missing, which is the biggest draw, I think, is we didn't get to hang out with each other. Right. I mean, part of it is, you know, we have our traditional Wednesday... Late lunch to get pumped and get ready to go to the con. We kind of split up and get in some different lines.
2: Then our Wednesday ritual drinking dinner where we're all really exhausted after only a couple of hours. Yes. But
1: I mean, the, the sense of community was not there. I didn't get to hang out with my friends. You know, I haven't seen the Hasbro guys since Toy Fair. And I probably won't see them again until maybe next Toy Fair, although things in January and February are already being canceled. So, you know, it's like you, you miss the FaceTime with the, the vendors, you miss your friends. I mean, there's people who I haven't seen since last Comic-Con, and I probably won't see them again until there's a Comic-Con next year.
2: We did have a virtual hangout on Saturday night, which usually is our Comic-Con get-together night with a bunch of people that we only see at San Diego, but... It was good to talk to them, but it just, it isn't the same. Mm -mm. It's not like, so did you get that book you were really standing in line for? And you just, it lacked the shared experience of combat that San Diego Comic-Con is. I
1: think one of the funnest things is passing one of your friend's in like an aisle and they're like oh hey by the way go back to 2300 because i saw this really cool thing that you'd be interested in and i'm like oh great and then you go over there and it's like perfect i mean there's not that shared experience or that shared experience of being in a panel together
2: yeah but there is one bright side i didn't lose my badge this year
1: (laughs) you didn't (laughs) i purposely did not make you a comic-con at home badge because you would lose it I would have, Usually you'd have to staple those to Arnie's face because he loses everything. He's like a five-year-old. If you give him something to take home to your mom or his mom, he would just crumple it into something and it'd disappear.
3: <laughs> I think my new rule is, is it's not a con unless you have the opportunity to randomly bump into Perry.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I haven't had a Perry hug in a year. I've had a Perry hug every year for like... 15 years sometimes more than one and sometimes more than once a year
2: he may drive through town but that's true are you hugging anybody right now with corona
1: well we'll air hug but <laughs> i mean yeah
2: well it's not just us i did read an article in variety that declares comic-con at home a complete bust they had some statistics that I found were interesting. Cookie sales were way down. <laughs> but we did have pretzel dogs,
3: which uh, you can't have at
2: Comic-Con.
1: Yeah, Justin, I made pretzel dogs.
3: Nice. I, I, I should be getting one in the mail here any day
1: now, right? Yep. It's going to hold up perfectly. <laughs> Twitter,
2: which, you know, it's it's not exactly a great barometer, but tweets mentioning Comic-Con were down 95% this year from 2019. Wow. So even though they had scheduled of panels and if you saw the schedule it wasn't as busy as Comic-Con but there were five or six panels every hour for 8-9 hours a day and you'd think that would get some conversation 95% down tweets about the top 10 TV events at San Diego were down 93% the panels on you are all on YouTube. This was a huge disappointment for me. I scheduled my day because that was very difficult for me (laughs) (laughs) around the new mutants panel and then i got there and it was all pre-recorded every panel was just pre-recorded and just started on youtube it's not like you had to be there live to see it it's not like there was any interactivity and so i immediately the immediacy of watching any of the panels went away i'm like oh i'll see that Deep Blue C3 panel sometime.
1: However, some of them were only available for a limited time. They weren't all available on YouTube, which I'm sure somebody fixed that by recording it illegally. And I saw some reports that on the WB panels that they were being blocked for copyright violation by the host.
2: (laughs) I know. The algorithm realized there were illegal songs being used on Warner Brothers' own media. (laughs) But... Most of the panels were on YouTube. Every panel I was interested in was on YouTube, still is on YouTube. It ends up like a Zoom call that you're just watching and not even taking part in. And the average views for Thursday's panels, that, the ones that have been up the longest, are about 15,000 views per panel. Hmm. Now, Variety points out that it is about double the capacity of Hall H, but when you are offering a panel to the entire world, only 15,000 after several days is a sad, sad number.
3: Yeah, I just, there I, di- I didn't feel like there was any, like, centralized place to go to find out what was going on. It just felt like it was scattered across the internet. Like, yes, there were videos on YouTube, but, like, there was no, like, homepage for Comic-Con to, like get your bearings and look at the breadth of everything that's being offered and figure out where do you want to go?
2: There was a schedule thing that they implemented that I used so I could mark, here's the panels I want to see each day, and it would email me every morning and be like, okay, here's the times you have to go watch YouTube today. But that was as close as it got, and as we're going to talk about, so much of what happened was outside of San Diego. Hasbro didn't participate in San Diego Comic-Con. They had... A Tuesday event. They previewed a preview night.
1: <laughs> yeah, it just didn't feel... I don't know. I, I see what you're saying, Justin, but there's no one central place for it. I mean, because usually people are reporting on it. You see a lot of different things on Twitter that you would have missed or on Facebook. And honestly, Arnie suggested, hey, you might want to watch this panel. I watched it. It's probably the best panel I've ever seen at Comic-Con, considering some of the ones I've sat through that were not like toy panels. And I will never, ever see a good panel like that again. So I just won't go to panels except for the ones I cover.
2: You're turned on panels anyway. We were watching the Ghost Rider 2 panel, which was amazing. And you fell asleep.
1: Okay, but in my defense. (laughs) There's no
2: defense to falling asleep with Nick Cage on stage.
1: Absolutely. It was a dark room and they were playing a movie.
2: (laughs) But the number one panel by far was the New Mutants panel the one i watched so far
1: wait wait the number one according to who is that the one most watched yes okay because it's the only new movie coming out possibly maybe somewhat maybe in the near maybe future i
2: was excited to watch that panel because it was supposed to come out at the end of august and i'm like okay well i'm interested in getting the up-to-date newest results well i think this panel was recorded a couple weeks in advance and they didn't even realize they weren't going to come out on the date they were promising. Oh no. But it has gotten over 200,000 views on YouTube and I, I do like the new poster they put out. It tells me that they're trying to remake Dream Warriors with mutants. <laughs> yeah it does have a cool old school horror vibe to it. But the panel itself was rather uninteresting they did show, probably the most of New Mutants I'll ever see in this lifetime, they showed the first couple minutes of the movie. Hmm. It was awful. It was so awful. I can't even begin. Anytime a movie begins with voiceover narration that's telling you that the universe is controlled by two spiritual bears, and I'm not talking <laughs> metaphorical <laughs> bears, I'm not talking about Hairy gay men. I'm talking about literal bears like who advertise for Charmin. <laughs> There's a good bear and a bad bear. Yes, this movie is going to be the new mutants against
3: the bad bear. So are they just doing like Greek mythologists as Romulus and Remus?
2: No, it's actually a new mutant storyline called the Demon Bear Saga that it's based hmm. on. <laughs> So what are we looking at here
3: in this screen grab? Is that magic with the lightsaber doing her best Rey versus,
2: <laughs> versus Kylo Ren poster? That, I think, is magic's magic blade. You know, she has the flaming blade. I'm looking at my magic statue I have right here. She's got the glowing electric sword. And that's the evil bear. Yeah. I'm just saying
3: it. it really feels like the poster for The Rise of Skywalker. Color tone.
2: Yeah, it has
1: the same palette.
2: The fact that you've got a young woman fighting a giant bear, it's making me think Hunger Games for some reason. (laughs) Yeah. But I have to tell you, nothing took away my excitement for New Mutants more than seeing some of the New Mutants.
1: But yet you're still obsessed with this. I mean, that's all you've talked about since last week is New Mutants.
2: Part of it is I need to know when I'm reviewing the thing for Now Playing Podcast.
1: What? Is your schedule filled? I mean, do you have some COVID-related activities going on?
2: But part of it is I just want some new movies to come out and I just kind of want to get new mutants over with. It's it's like a thing hanging out there, but man, the new trailer looked good, but the first couple minutes it's going to have to go uphill from there. I don't think they did themselves any favors by showing it.
3: Yeah, I just it's really hard to get excited about this movie just knowing the history of it and like why they're still hanging on to it is is beyond me. It's like either release it as it is on Disney Plus
2: I don't know why they're waiting for a theatrical thing. It's contractual. When they purchased 20th Century Fox, they had to agree that everything intended for theatrical release will still get a theatrical release. Yikes! So they can't legally just shunt this thing out. They should, but they can't. <laughs> <laughs> well, at the very least, maybe it'll bring us some cool-looking
3: characters that will eventually will demand an action figure form.
2: Well, they're doing X-Men figures, maybe, if this is a beloved movie, you know, as beloved as X-Men Apocalypse and X-Men Dark Phoenix, should we be so lucky? (laughs) But before we get into the Comic-Con stuff, I've got a little bit of news to talk about. You know, Marvel is really hyping the upcoming Avengers game, they're calling it Marvel's Avengers, to go along with Marvel's Spider-Man. Like, this is the heir apparent to their video game universe. So, I got excited, we reviewed the figures back when the game should have come out, and I had the PS4 pre-ordered, so I played the beta. And man, was that disappointing. Oh, that's a bummer. I was kind of looking forward to
3: it, but man, if you don't like it, you're pretty you're pretty forgiving with games, so... <laughs>
1: I felt so bad for him because he looked forward to this all week and they said the beta would be released on Friday and he kept checking and it turns out it was a separate time and he kept checking and then he stayed up till like, what, 2, 3 a.m. playing it and I mistakenly had a dream problem where I thought it was 6 a.m. and he wasn't in bed so I came downstairs. I'm like, oh, you're having fun? He's like, no, not really. <laughs> and then he played for another hour.
2: I mean, I just kept wanting to see if it got better, but the story mode was okay, but a lot of, like, hunting for loot boxes and jumping puzzles, and I hate jumping puzzles, and then the fighting was mashing just aimless aim soldiers everywhere, and some have jetpacks and things, and... The levels were either way too easy or way too hard. My most fun was playing as Kamala Khan because her fists get big and you pound people. Or she can reach out and like swing like Tarzan off her own arms off like pipes and things. And that was kind of fun. Overall, the graphics were great, but I was disappointed in the combat. And it looks like it's really leaning heavily on the multiplayer mode, which isn't my kind of gameplay. I never got Battlefront 2 because it didn't have a single player mission. Yeah, they've added some of that. I mean, we're not going to get too heavy in the weeds on Battlefront.
3: Tube is that—that's one of the greatest games that they just keep adding to for free. But with this one, are you saying that it's—it's it's one of those things where you don't feel like you're actually doing the fighting; you're just kind of hitting buttons, and the game decides whether or not you—you you made it through.
2: No, there were some tricks and things. Um, dodge did not work at all, though. <laughs> so I just kept dying <laughs> on one level because I could not dodge. It's like this button is dodge and. Re- It did not dodge. Outside of that, it was just very repetitive. The story mode, they only gave me two levels to, and it felt more like a premise than a story, and I think it's because it's squad-based and you can pick a squad every time, so it's not like Spider-Man where you're following one character's evolution. Once you start playing the missions, because it could be anybody, you just keep getting generic things like that's showing them and those kinds of battle phrases. Maybe we've
3: aged out of, like, what kids and the masses of video gamer players want. Because for me, every game that I really dig, what I really want is just, like, a free-for-all thing that I can just go explore the world. I don't need a mission to complete. I don't necessarily need to be playing against people online. I'd like to just, like, walk around the maps on Battlefront or, like, in GTA... I like just kind of cruising around and like going into shops, maybe running over the standard pedestrian every once in a while. <laughs> and maybe that's just not what gamers are into nowadays. Maybe they want the online thing.
2: Oh, no. Spider-Man for the PS4 is exactly that. You have the entire city or island of Manhattan to go through. And you could just swing to different areas and fight crime. And I just did that for hours on end because it was fun. Oh.
1: It's actually pretty accurate as, the, as far as their map is, too.
2: Yeah, we'd find things like, here's Times Square with all the fake logos, but...
1: Yeah, I mean, like, they had Washington Square Park in there, you know, the areas in the Upper West Side and everything.
2: I even went down to the business district, and I guess the, you know, the big bronze bull, it may be trademarked because they had a big bronze (laughs) lockjaw.
1: Or they thought that was (laughs) funny.
2: (laughs) But they were (laughs) accurate as much as they could be, and it was a lot of fun. But that is the open world kind of gameplay you're talking about. And I enjoy it as well, but I also like having missions in that open gameplay, like Vice City offered and things, where, you know, you you explore, but then you go see the Don and get told who to whack. <laughs> and so Spider-Man had a great story there. Here, this is very mission-based. Here you are on this map, find your way from point A to point B, and kill people along the way. Hmm. And I'm seeing a lot of reaction online mirroring my disappointment in this game. It is... It is so different from Spider-Man PS4 that they really shouldn't have tried to brand it as the heir apparent, and it's an okay game, I don't hate it, but man, I I don't see myself playing it. It was kind of like Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, I tried that over the summer, and I was just really disappointed. It wasn't as fun as Part 1, and not even as fun as Part 2, which was lesser, so... This was kind of like that because it's squad-based. It reminded me you could, you know, get beaten and somebody can run over to you and heal you, but you can only get healed twice. It was just kind of, okay. The worst part is, once you start playing with somebody, it's hard to play with somebody else because if as you play with people, they level up. Well, once you get to, like, the third level of the game you can't start playing with the people who are level one because they're going to get their ass kicked on level three. Mm. So you have to go back and just grind upgrades. If you want to play more than a handful of characters all the time. Yep. It also, I mean, we talked about this with the figures too, but like, it also just
3: feels like it's missing something because it's not tied into the MCU. And like, I know you did, they can do that with Spider-Man because Spider-Man's got, you know, he's always got his mask on and he's got all these different costumes and No matter what, I mean, it's always the same villains, they might look slightly different, but it works over there. But when you start doing it with people that you can see their faces, and we just saw them on the big screen
2: for the last ten years, and it's not the same people, I think there's a disconnect there. You know, I was fine with all of it once I started playing it, except for Thor, the voice actor who does Thor. He just got on my nerves. Everybody else, I was pretty fine with. And I i mean, some of the graphics are really good. Like when fighting as Iron Man, they pulled some exact movements of what was in Iron Man 2 with the shoot one hand, shoot the other hand, then do a 360 and shoot with both hands. I mean, it was cool to see that a couple of times, but then he, you know, just keeps doing it. <laughs> And what also got on my nerves is I got all excited. They're like, we're going to have these characters at launch, but then after launch, we're going to add characters. You can download them for free. They've already announced Hawkeye and PlayStation 4 exclusive, which pissed off a lot of Xbox One owners, is Spider-Man because, you know, Sony.
1: Oh, you pick a minor character, though, or something because, yeah, that's kind of stinky.
2: Yeah. Everybody wants Spider-Man, but it's only on the PS4 version. But then I found out that for costumes and things, you have to pay. It's microtransactions. It's not like in the Spider-Man PS4 game where the more I play, the more points I get that I can spend on outfits. It's, you want this Black Widow suit? Give us a couple bucks. Hmm. Oh, so
3: there's no way to earn them? You
2: you have to pay or you don't have them? I don't know entirely because the final game isn't out yet. But from what I've been reading, you want this extra add-on for your character, you want this extra suit, pony up. And I do not like paying for digital accoutrement like that.
3: No, but I mean, that's a reflection of modern-day gamers. I mean, my kids both still play Fortnite and Roblox and stuff like that. And that's the entire economy of Fortnite, is buying packs of outfits.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm more than happy to pay for a few Pokeballs in Pokemon Go, but... I'm not going to pay for a digital outfit.
1: Well, the difference is with like an app like Pokemon Go or trying to think, there's a Gordon Ramsay kitchen game you can play. The app is free. So I don't have a problem ponying up a few bucks here and there because it's a free app. I'm supporting the developers Whereas I'm paying for that game, it's, I don't know how much games cost now, what, $65, $70? 70 to $80, okay, let's get 120
2: list. for the collector's edition.
1: Exactly. So you're paying a good amount of money for these, and I still believe there's price fixing, which the government did prove, but they didn't stop it. Sidebar. <laughs> but you're already paying for that. It's not like it's a free downloadable game and then you're paying for that stuff. So I have a huge problem that you're paying additional money for items and there's no way to earn them in the game. Now, I will say in some of the apps that are free, there are ways to earn additional things without ponying up the money. Some people never pay a dime and they still have the same play and that's, it's whatever you want it to be.
2: I believe that there will be some stuff I can get in the game and probably some stuff I can't. Like, it always bugged me with Marvel vs. Capcom, how you'd get to be able to buy more characters for the game. And same with Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, you could buy character packs. But then I just usually, on those games, wait for the gold edition that has all of it in it anyway, you know, come out a year or two later. Right.
3: Or even, I mean, with Battlefront, I hate to keep going back to it, but, like, I remember last year they offered, like, all of the skins for, like, I think it was, like, 19 bucks or something like that. So, like, if you had bought all of them up to that point, you'd spent, like, 100 bucks. But, like, they had a weekend sale. It was like, everything we've
2: released for 20 bucks. It's like, all right. Yeah, I'll grab that, I guess. But to bring it back to the topic of our show collecting beyond just collecting games, rumor has it, and this is a strong rumor going around Facebook, there are two more Gamerverse waves coming. Oh, wow. And I don't know, you know, if I have around my game console a bunch of Spider-Man suits, the Velocity suit, and the basic PS4 suit just decorating my game consoles... I don't know that I really want this game's... I don't know if they do another Black Widow. They've done so many Black Widows lately. But a Gamer vs. Black Widow, a Gamer vs. Thor, a Gamer vs. Hawkeye.
3: Well, I mean, even the toy lines are getting a little blurred. Because, I mean, going back to Toy Fair and Arnie finding those 5-inch-ish figures that were made for this game. Those are starting to show up at retail now. And they have, like, singles. They have two-packs. They have big four-packs. And mm-hmm. they're all in this white packaging And so those are all out now. So that shows, I mean, even my unfamiliarity with the game, I've seen these characters out now. So, you know, it might be cool to see some of those in Legends, but two more waves, that might be overkill.
2: I don't know if Abomination comes back later in the game, but he was one of the first villains I fought. I think it went, Taskmaster was number one, Abomination was number two, and he went down like a... (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like, really? (laughs) (laughs) With the Build-A-Figure, I thought he'd be more important. (laughs) But the other rumor is that with these Gamerverse waves, we're getting more Gamerverse Build-A-Figures. Modok. Including Gamerverse Modok.
1: Oh, Oh, that's tough. They're finally making a MODOK, but it's Gamerverse.
2: Yeah, with like the big (sighs) missiles on the chair and...
1: I... This might be controversial, but I don't care for the Gamerverse line. It's probably because I don't play those video games.
2: I played the video game. It did not enhance my love of the figures.
1: Okay. Man, they're killing me. That's not the (laughs) MODOK I asked for.
2: I mean, it's one thing to do Abomination where we got a couple Abominations a couple years ago. Whoa, 2016 maybe? But we got the Abomination in the Raft Pack, and we got the Abomination Build-A-Figure. Yeah, like the same week.
1: <laughs> I just want to point out that I told you back at Toy Fair, because we got Sugar Man, that was going to open the door for MODOK. And it did, it sounds y- like.
2: If, if the rumors are yeah. correct, but not the MODOK we want.
1: No, why do- unless <laughs> their hands are tied, then I forgive them. But why can't we just have a standard MODOK?
2: Well, there is a... Fan first Tuesday for Marvel, going tomorrow, the day after the show's being released. I just got a feeling we're going to see more of the Gamerverse, and I wish I liked the game enough. And the one thing I will say is, if you're a Marvel Legends completist and are also disappointed in the game, because I know some of my friends who played the beta and then canceled their pre-orders for the game. Ouch. And I then saw some people complaining. They're like, well... I have to buy the game so I can get that GameStop Hulk. GameStop has the Hulk available individually now for twenty-nine ninety nine. You no longer have to buy the game to get Outback Hulk. I'm playing the long game on that
3: one. I'm gonna I'm gonna be the guy who picks that one up for eight ninety nine at the second hand store one of these days. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the fact that it is available now without the game tells me they overestimated the draw of having the game with this figure. Yeah,
3: it's just the the timing of this game is weird. Like, usually with a game, like, even though it's not tied into the MCU or anything, there's really nothing happening at the movie theater right now. So there's nothing for it to even, like, set a tone for. You know what I'm saying? Like, this just feels like Avengers the B-side or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, we just wrapped up the storyline of Avengers on the movie screen, and this just feels like, oh, and here's some also ran people playing Avengers.
2: I don't know. I'm okay with it, though, because we've had going on for decades Marvel TV shows that are separate from the Marvel comics, that are separate from the Marvel cartoons. I mean, there was an Incredible Hulk cartoon and an Incredible Hulk live-action TV show and then another Incredible Hulk cartoon, all of which were separate from the Incredible Hulk comics, and then we had the Ultimate comics, and we'd have video games that wouldn't fit in the canon i'm okay with all of this parallel the key with any game licensed or unlicensed is is it fun is it and with the modern consoles is it involving you know do i really get into the game i mean i love me some pac-man or some atari 2600 haunted house but i can't say those games were involving <laughs>
1: i never <laughs> but it's kind of like well, we had this really great Shared experience of the MCU for the last ten years. It was such a part of lives, pop culture. I mean, it's kind of why we started this show. Is back with Iron Man.
2: I blame David vonner But
1: well, (laughs) that's neither here nor there. But and then you then you're getting out the stuff that which is not quite what you know. It's like when your grandma knows you like superheroes, but then she goes to Dollar General and buys you Bible Man. (laughs) And that's kind of where we're at with these characters.
3: Yeah, that's kind of what I'm speaking to. It's like, yeah, I get it, Arnie. What you're saying is, like, regardless of what's going on in society and stuff like that, a game needs to be judged on its merits. But I think when they put out a game like this, they're trying to aim for society at large. And Marvel just isn't in the entertainment conversation right now because there's nothing really out there that... I mean, I'm not saying Marvel's dead in the water or anything like that. I'm just saying it's like, it just seems like every property is kind of on hiatus right now. So... I just don't know that there's any kinetic motion for this to be attached to and just, like, have everybody like, ooh, finally an Avengers game to play. It's just kind of out there.
1: I mean, honestly, if you're going to play an Avengers game, I highly recommend the Lego games because those are super fun. They're good for all ages. They have degrees of difficulty and they have a lot of good characters. There's MODOK in there and I believe Modam is in there, too. It's more of a what you want out of a game, because some of it's movie stuff, some of it's just characters doing character stuff, and it's fun.
2: I'm still picking up the game because I ordered the collector's edition that comes with the statues and things, and I'll still get that, but I'm no longer excited. I'm no longer planning to take my birthday weekend, which is when this game comes out, and just be like, for my birthday, I'm going to veg out on the couch with my Xbox. You can. But I don't want to now. Okay. (laughs) Let me ask you this. Is it,
3: is it fixable, or is it beyond fixing at this point? Like, are there some tweaks they can make to make it a better experience by the time they get to the final release?
2: Well, first of all, fix dodge. <laughs> just basic game mechanics would be nice, but...
1: It's not like they have to change the color of the orcs on level 3, because they look like just like the orcs on level 1.
2: Okay, thank you, Grandma's boy.
1: <laughs> Where I feel they're
2: going to really try to drive is the multiplayer, and... I'm just not too into hopping on with a bunch of teenage boys who just learned the F-word and trying to beat up AIM soldiers. They
1: need Thor. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe this is very meta. It's in-universe because... You're going to be sitting there going, He's doing it again! He's back! Noob Master 69!
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly my experience gaming. Noob Master 69 everywhere.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I need more Korg in my life, man. (laughs) Yeah,
2: Everybody
1: needs more Korg.
2: (laughs) But now, on to the main topic of the show. Let's talk about some of the toys here. And before Comic-Con even pseudo-began on Wednesday, Hasbro decided to beat him to the punch with Fan First Tuesday.
1: (laughs) The alliteration is great.
2: (laughs) Fan First Taco Tuesday. (laughs) They they should have had more Deadpool if they were going to do that. (laughs) But there were a lot of reveals that day. I was surprised, actually, how much they had because I think these Fan First Fridays they're doing about once a month feel like mini-panels where they're like, here's... Ten new figures were revealing, and then you can go and order them. And here, they had more reveals than I would have expected. The first of which were the Comic-Con exclusives, which are going on sale in September? Yeah, it almost feels
3: like same same way they do it if a con happens. You know, they always say the leftovers are going to go up on pulse for the general public. So without the con, I think they're just waiting till that time
2: frame. Oh, yeah. And then
3: that's when they'll do it.
2: That makes sense now. I was just like, why don't you sell them when the con is? <laughs> I, I honestly had a conspiracy theory that they wanted to make sure they had all our money for the Sentinels before we spent it on the Comic-Con exclusives.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's probably not a bad thought.
2: <laughs> but they have a couple coming out, and I just want to say that I think this panel they had has some of the nicest packaging they have done in a long time, starting with the Logan movie 2 set with Professor X and Logan from the final Wolverine movie there just with the silhouette on the box and kind of the what is that half tone dot style
3: yeah i'd almost call it like a stipple effect i have learned a new word <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's really cool looking and from the, i can't tell for sure but it almost looks like a gold leaf inlay to form the the X-Men logo there
2: and they did admit that the reason we didn't get the kind of cool X-wheeled wheelchair in the other Professor X pack is because they needed a wheelchair that was more believable to reuse in this pack. They weren't going to make a new wheelchair just for the exclusive. <laughs> and that's fine. I'm sure. I mean, there's
3: plenty of people who customize and have access to 3D printers where we can we can get wheels on the secondary market to pop on the, the older movie versions. But this is, this is awesome. This is the year of Hugh Jackman Wolverine figures. Like, we, we haven't had one yet. Well, I mean, unless you count the early stuff, which I don't. And now we have every version minus, like, maybe the, the black leather suit.
2: I was just about to say, where's the black leather, man? <laughs> <laughs> it's the one holdout. I, I, will, I won't be happy until every Toy Biz X-Men 1 movie figure is recreated, including the melted Senator Kelly. Ooh.
1: <laughs> Couldn't you just melt a figure and call it Melted Senator Kelly? Eh,
2: might be something to that. I think I'd be better off with a water balloon. <laughs> but these are some good figures. You get two heads with Wolverine, you get three sets of hands, including Bloody Claws. I don't think they could probably get Bloody Claws past a normal Walmart toy aisle, but since it's an exclusive, they can get those on there. Yep. And Professor X, man, like, I I almost
3: want two of them because it's real close to being depressed Deadpool 2 version of of Wade Wilson when after (laughs) after What's-Her-Name died and he's just kind of bumming around the X-Mansion wearing, like, (laughs) his everyday clothes.
2: I don't know. I'm looking at this facial expression and to me he's a little Ben Kingsley-ish. Oh, yeah, I can see that. I see Patrick Stewart in it, but I also see Ben Kingsley. It's like they stopped midway through a morph between the two actors. They definitely got the liver spots on there, though. And then the other not quite a huge surprise, the second San Diego Comic-Con set, the one that I think we'd actually have been happy with were we in San Diego because we could find a box to ship at home, the Hellfire Club set.
3: yeah. If you haven't seen it, go over to Pulse and watch their reveal of this because they they show the packaging and how it opens and there's a letter and everything and it's just a really cool display. They're inside the Hellfire Club, so there's like a fireplace and all the ornate decorations on the wall. It's it's a really great in package exclusive.
2: I love how the back of the box is like the framed painting of them. Yeah, that's every every bit of this has just got just. Detail
3: soaking out of it. I mean, they they really went all in on, on this box set. All right, then
2: allow me to nitpick. <laughs> really? Repainting the same body for both women
1: in the same box set?
3: And both guys. Oh, yeah, that yeah, is that's right.
1: that's the same 1800s outfit. I understand repainting
2: Bucks from figure to figure, but in a box set to include two bodies of different colors with some heads... I just wish there was a little bit more variance in there. Yeah, I mean, different capes, so that helps a little bit.
3: But you're right, the the bodies are 100% reused on both of
2: them. Don't get me wrong, I'm glad we're getting these characters. I know these are fringe characters these days that Hasbro probably can't get out into the major line, much like Satana when they did the Doctor Strange box set, but...
1: That's part of the fun of an exclusive, is you get things you normally wouldn't get. It's cool packaging. I mean, packaging is, I'd say, 50% of the allure of these exclusives.
2: And it's not a bad price. Four figures for $80. I mean, that's cheaper than most figures I've been buying lately. Yeah. Usually I see them 22 to 25 a piece.
3: Right. No no exclusive upcharge on it, you know. Normally something like that a four-figure set would be, you know, right at around 100.
2: And then they announced some other exclusive sets. I'm just going to start with my anger and then we're going to move to more happy topics. <laughs> a two-pack Thunderbird and Storm. Again, great package art. I love the painted art they have on those. And all of this art, by the way, is by John Tyler Christopher, who does the really cool action figure comic book covers. I think that's what he's best known for. And if you want to get to know him a little bit more, check back in our archives to 2016. It's in our podcast archives and our YouTube channel. We had a great talk with him at New York Comic Con 2016, but he is killing it with the art on these boxes. This is like just taking the packaging up a level for them. I've never really been too enticed to be a boxed legend collector, but these are gorgeous paintings on this box.
3: Yeah, especially compared to the last couple years where they go to this this squared-off specialty line box. The previous ones, the, the Marvel 10th Anniversary and the, the 80th Anniversary... Both are really cool, but they were very plain packaging. They're basically black with a little bit of branding on it. Mm -hmm. These X-Men ones, they are really going for it with the, like you said, with the art on the back and just, I mean, exceptionally well-drawn caricatures.
2: Yeah. The problem is this is a Target exclusive. (laughs) Were you able to get one order, Justin?
3: Nope. All the Target exclusives seem like they were
2: gone in a snap. I was able to get the Star Wars ones, no problem. But the G.I. Joe ones, the Marvel ones, the Funko Pops. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I've been reading a lot about bots, though. The Funko Pop Stan Lee they had this year as an exclusive, sold out in less than 30 seconds. Because I had a program refreshing the page every 30 seconds so I could see when it came up. And it went from not available yet, not available yet, sold out. Humans cannot purchase that many pops in 30 seconds. No. So, with Thunderbird and Storm, I got the wonderful pre-orders have sold out. Check back on release dates, October 4th, 2020.
3: <laughs> yeah, we'll have to see. I mean, at least it's not just an online Target exclusive. It's It was a chance to pre-order them, to have them shipped to you, but I know you guys live in a smaller town than I do, and you have a couple targets, but... I have like 10 targets around here. One. One target.
1: We we have one, yeah.
3: You have one target. Oh, man. Yikes. So I I might have to do some footwork for you, but I'm hoping that a lot of this stuff just shows up on shelves around here.
2: I might find myself lucky and, you know, I could be completely wrong about the scarcity of these and come February around virtual toy fair, we'll be laughing about how these are 60% off in the target clearance aisle after Christmas. I don't think so, though. No, we'll have to see. All all
3: of these two packs, and especially the exclusive ones, the only one that's ever been super hard to find was last year's Spider-Man and Iron Man set. Everything else I feel like I've seen, and a lot of them went on clearance.
2: I do think these are good-looking figures, though, to get the classic Storm in that... I don't know what you call that outfit, but...
3: (laughs) They got a lot of dominatrix stuff going on in the last couple slides, you know? Skimpy outfits and thigh-high boots...
1: Yeah, this seems to be the summer of cheesecake for Hasbro.
2: Listen, I think (laughs) in the 80s, because it was mostly kids and young teens, you just weren't able to analyze it the way you can as an adult. If I use literary deconstructionism, where I'm analyzing the author by his works, Chris Claremont, this guy has some kinks. (laughs) And that explains the Hellfire Club and a heck of a lot of what went on in that X-Men series. But this storm was pre Claremont, and Binary wasn't too much different at the time with her midriff-bearing swimsuit. Yeah, and then we get
3: Thunderbird, which, you know, kind of crazy. I don't think we've ever had a Thunderbird before, and it's it's cool that we're getting it, but at the same time, just seeing pictures... I'm sure it's on the smaller buck than Warpath, but Warpath is going to be on the shelf around the same time as this. Warpath is in that new Deadpool wave that's starting to show up. Mm -hmm. exact same outfit. So, I mean, it's cool that you'd be able to get both of them, but to a more casual collector, it almost feels like a repack into a special set.
2: I want to see this figure in person because the photo they sent out make Thunderbird's head look like an orange on a toothpick. (laughs) (laughs) Because I think they used Warpath's head
3: with a different hairstyle and popped it on that smaller buck. It does look overly large
2: on the neck it's on.
1: The the neck is the problem. I understand what they did with the muscles there, but yeah, he's got a very elongated neck. I did
2: go ahead and get these ordered. <laughs> Remember how when we were discussing the Sentinel, I mentioned Zavi had the partnership with Hasbro where if you're in the UK, you could order the Sentinel from Zavi and not have to do the HasLab, which is only available in the US and Canada? Yeah. Zavi also has most of these Hasbro exclusive figures, including the Storm and Thunderbird 2 pack. Now it's £49.99 instead of $49.99, but it's able to be gotten. It says it's shipping late November. I can be patient. All right, all right. The downside is it won't ship to the States. I have, luckily, a friend, thank you, Steve the Ginger Prince, in the UK who's allowing me to use him as a post-delivery point.
3: Ah, I was going to say, but shipping is going to kill you on that, but there you go. If If you get a whole bunch of stuff sent to Steve and then he can pack it all up for you, then it's just one big shipping charge rather than a bunch of little big shipping charges. A Thunderbird in the hand is worth
2: two in the target. Very well done, sir. Then another gorgeous art box, the three-pack Amazon-exclusive Psylocke Nimrod Phantom X pack.
3: Yeah, it answers the question that we've been having since Toy Fair. What's Nimrod going to be? Is this going to be a -a Build-A-Figure? And if so, what's the wave look like? Well, nope. He's just a big figure in a three-pack.
2: And not a bad price on the three pack either, given that you're getting three newly tooled figures here and one of them being Nimrod. Yeah, what, what is the MSRP on this? Is this a sixty nine? It's seventy nine ninety nine, but if you you know, look at how build a figures usually sell alone, I think that's a decent price for two figures, a ton of accessories, and a big Nimrod with two heads. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that just sounded funny. This Phantom X feels very much like the one we got way back in like wave one or two of
2: this collection. Like, I feel like we got him super early in the new Hasbro era. I remember that. It was on the cards back, like, I think it was pre-Hit Monkey Wave, but in that kind of a style,
3: that orange card. Yeah, the bubbled cards and all that with the character art on the front and everything. Yeah, but this is the new body. I mean, that back then they still had like the ball hip joint. So this is updated articulation and everything. So that's cool.
2: And Psylocke, I see a lot of repaint opportunities here. They've got her in kind of the more black x 4 c outfit here, but you could always, you know, repaint for purple later on for more classic look and things. Yeah, and the further we go along, the females are getting a little less
3: dominatory. I mean, she's got some weird straps on her arms and some holes in the side of her pants, but, you know... She got more clothes on than Storm did.
2: This is one of her more demure outfits compared to the one piece blue bathing suit she wore for much of her comic history.
1: (laughs) You know, I I don't know much about Nimrod other than what I've seen of him. Don't know the character, but I love that he's hot pink and white. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's just gorgeous. It's
3: got kind of a Tron animated feel,
2: doesn't it?
1: Yeah, it kind of does. I really like it. And the two
2: heads are almost like inversions of each other. One's red around the outside with white in the middle. The other's white around the outside with red in the middle. Oh, yeah. I'm liking the little accessories.
3: The Phantom X has little gun accessories, so it looks like he's firing and like a little smoke accessory coming off the other gun.
2: Yeah, and there's blast effects for Nimrod. You can even, they even included the little headpiece Psylocke using her Psy powers thing. And her sword is the translucent Sai Katana.
3: Nice. Yeah, it's a cool set. And I think you mentioned it's an Amazon exclusive, and I think it's up for order now. It didn't sell out. (laughs) Only Target.
2: (laughs) I could order this right now. Yeah, you have to have an account to buy stuff on Amazon, (laughs) not just bots. And then another set, more gorgeous art. I just can't get over these boxes. I actually... Like, I know it's not in their wheelhouse, but can they just put out an art book of this stuff?
1: Okay, I have pointed out that new card art is like Christmas. It's so exciting. It's fun. It's new. There's nothing more exciting in toy collecting than the new card art. These are like an off-white box, and I wish they do more offshoots like they did that.
2: But I wish they'd do the full art portraits on the back instead of how they have it. I like just the drawings of the characters they've
1: got here. Yeah. That would make a nice art book.
3: Yeah, it's, it's pretty sweet. I do, I do like
2: what they're doing here. And inside, we got Old Man Logan and Old Man Hawkeye, and they each come with two different heads, and then you get Baby Hulkling. And this
3: Hawkeye is the one that they've been talking about with the pinless technology, so I, that's why I'm excited to get this. I want to check out this new articulation technology that they've got going on.
2: Yeah, it definitely makes him look better. I mean, if you look at him next to Logan, Logan is old man with having those peg holes in the elbows and <laughs> Hawkeye's not having that problem.
1: But they look like they're mad at you because your ball got on their lawn. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah, it looks like a couple of dad's friends having a beer
2: and you keep knocking your ball over into their yard. (laughs) Yeah. I swear old man Hawkeye looks like Chris Christopherson. He does. I'm a step away from a Whistler figure to go with my blade.
3: (laughs) Now the trick is to to get that cowboy hat off of Logan and get it onto Hawkeye so we can have a Chris Christopherson.
2: (laughs) This one doesn't come with as many accessories, but I do like, again, that you get two different heads per and... Hawkeye with the flowing locks or with the ponytail and the glasses. and Baby Hulk. With a pacifier. So much more detail than we got in that Marvel Universe Baby Hulk with that old man Logan exclusive. That was such a P.I.T.A. to get. Would
3: well, you remember that Hulk? That was just a repaint of the baby Luke and Leia from the Star Wars line. <laughs> That's
2: right. <It> was <laughs> Luke Green. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot all about that. And then I'm going to again... Like the box art, this one of all of them see, is the least, it's a silhouette versus a nice art portrait, but Domino, where you see the Spuds McKenzie eyepiece.
3: Yeah, I do dig this. It reminds me of the, uh, the old iPod commercials. Yes,
2: where the you just saw the silhouettes of people with the earbuds instead. Here she's got the choker. Yep. What I do like, though, is with the Deadpool stuff, they're really creating a theme because the Cable figure said Nathan Summers and got scratched out and said Cable. And this one, you see her real name, Beatrix. I can't read the last name through what's scribbled out, but it says Marvel's Domino.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is a cool idea for these Deadpool figures to have Deadpool going through
2: and making his notes on the packaging. And this is a really good-looking figure, and it really does look like Zazie beats with her hair in it. Oh, yeah. And that's another thing
3: the the Hasbro guys were talking about. This hair is made out of translucent plastic, so they said it feels lighter and more like realistic hair. And so it's just one of those things that you can't see in photos. Until we get them in hand, I'm sure we won't be able to appreciate it. So it's another thing to look forward to with these new figures.
1: Okay, that's a good change because one of the problems with hair is that they give anybody any decent amount of hair or it strays from plastered to your head. It makes the figure top heavy.
3: Yeah, especially something like this. I mean, she has a lot of hair, so this would be
2: super. I mean, her head would be heavier than the rest of her body almost. I don't know how they did it, and I hope the final one is like this because this comes with two different heads. It has the serious head, and then the smirking head, but the skin tone, the smirk, the eye shape, this really just looks like the actress tremendously. I'm, I'm really impressed with this. That face printing technology, I think, is working very well here.
3: Yeah, I mean, there's, there's been so much cool stuff that they've shown us throughout the year and a lot of stuff's getting ready to ship, but these Deadpool figures have me the most excited. It's something I thought we would never see, and not only are we getting them, but we're getting... Kick ass versions of them. Like, they spared no expense to make sure these were the ultimate versions
2: of these characters. Now
3: we just need a movie juggernaut.
2: I was thinking, I want a juggernaut colossus two pack from the end of Deadpool 2. Oh, yeah. That's what I really, really want to have because, you know, in the Hot Toys line, they didn't make those. But there are some decent Colossus and Prisoner Juggernaut bootlegs out there. I really, really want those in Legends. You... Well, here's hoping next year. Yeah, seriously. If the, the, they said during the panel, disappointingly to me, this is the end of their X-Men reveals. But if they sell well, maybe. So mm-hmm. everybody go buy multiples.
1: I mean, this has been the hole in the collection. Let's face it.
2: And they're filling it very fast. Then the final set from the X-Men films, It's I, I put it last because I know this is what you're most excited about, Justin. I decided to save the best for last <laughs> for you. The movie Deadpool with Negasonic Teenage Warhead. Oh, yeah. I
3: mean, it's an awesome two-pack. I'm a little disappointed that it is a two-pack, though, because you're going to want more than one of these Deadpools, and I don't have any use for a bunch of Negasonics, you know? That's the only thing keeping me a little bit bummed about this pack, but...
2: Man, they nailed the Deadpool. They got the texture in his costume. I know, that is incredible. It just looks like he jumped off the screen. I remember they came out with a Deadpool wave around the time of the movie, and I'm like, this is kind of a movie-ish one, you know? The pouches look the same, the belt looks the same. And you're like, no, 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 it's it's not close enough. And now that I see this one, I'm like, all right, yeah, Hasbro can do complete movie accuracy if They try, and they did here. Mm-hmm.
3: And I'm just noticing now that this Deadpool is that pinless technology, too. There's no (laughs) pin sticking in his elbow.
2: (laughs) You beat me to the punch by a fraction (laughs) of a second. (laughs) I was just noticing that. I was like...
3: So all the better. I'm even more excited for this. And I'm definitely going to need two because I've got to make end of Deadpool 2, you know, where he's kind of blown up and burnt to his gray suit a little bit there i to have to customize some duct tape on there to where he put his suit back together from being torn in half. And you're going to have
2: two unicorns then. Yeah. I know likeness rights are an issue, but wouldn't you like a Ryan Reynolds head on this? Like the burnt one? Yeah.
3: But it, it tells me that they might come out with another version. You know what I'm saying? There, there's more to do with this basic Deadpool figure. You know, maybe we will get a, another release with him burnt and a Ryan Reynolds head.
2: Well, the final bit of Hasbro news wasn't actually done during their Tuesday live stream. They dropped it online after because I'd completely forgotten there was a fan's choice poll. That's
3: right. We got to pick which of these female characters they were going to make and make. Weren't they supposed to be available for purchase at Comic-Con this year? Yeah. Hmm.
1: And it was three characters we'd already had recently, too. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. The SIF we never had in this
2: outfit, I don't think. Silk is an upgrade from the Silk we got a couple of years ago. Electra's in white. But, yeah, they were supposed to announce the results and have the figure available. And it's been punted till fall. I don't know why. The only reasonable answer is that they're making all three and selling it in a three-pack. Oh, yeah. Interesting.
1: Or COVID threw a monkey wrench and everything.
2: Do you think they forgot, too, like I did? Like, <laughs> they were so busy on the Sentinel, they're like, oh yeah, we did have a poll.
3: <laughs> it's very possible. So, we don't even know who won, right?
2: They didn't announce that either? No, that's... All right. I mean, everything I was reading online made it seem like Silk was a shoe-in. And I wouldn't be upset with a new Silk, because I wanted all three of these figures. Right. So I'm hoping that the reason it's delayed is because they're just bringing some great news, and they're like, "Yes, we're gonna make all of them." Yeah, these all they, these all feel
3: fresh. I mean, with the exception of Electra, but she's just kind of like you said, she's in a monotone palette. But like, just the look and feel of these feel fresh.
2: Yeah, I I really like Sif's cape there, and the red above the belt. Of course, what we're seeing here are computer renderings, not even actual figures. But right. But yeah, we'll we'll be getting Silk here in the fall. <laughs> but Hasbro had a great presentation I was prepared to order more than I did but I did get every single thing we've talked about ordered although I did have to go to the UK for that Thunderbird <laughs> <laughs> and I ordered two of the Deadpool Negasonic sets and I'm with you that I need more than one of those Deadpools and I have a feeling that I'm going to see in the Facebook groups Negasonic's going for like seven bucks
3: right <laughs> <laughs> but Happily pay 30 bucks for a Deadpool, especially when it
2: looks that good. So moving on to some other companies, Mezco is one that we always talk about with San Diego Comic-Con, and they didn't have a Comic-Con exclusive this year. What? No, I mean, they had some stuff, but there wasn't a Marvel one.
3: I think the most recent Marvel one was Blade, and that's been out a while. Yeah, they haven't
2: even put up stuff for order for a little while for Mezco for Marvel. But they revealed a figure that I am just really impressed with, Bishop. Coming with two different heads, so you have two different eras of Bishop in the outfit, and whether you want a shaved head or with the classic dreadlock look. Yeah, this is
3: awesome. Bishop's always an awesome figure. I mean, I've never... I've never, I'm not going to say I don't like him as a character because he is a cool character. I'm just saying he's not one of my favorite characters, but he's always been one of my favorite figures. He just has huge weapons and awesome armor, and he's still part of the X Force team or the X Men team. So he just he makes a great action
2: figure whenever they do him. Yeah, I was impressed with the detail here. I think Mezco's doing some great work. And yeah, I, I'd rather them blow me away with one announcement than blow me away with 20 announcements, each of which I'm like, yeah, that's nice. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it does get a little overwhelming, especially when you're looking at them going like, well, that's at least eighty bucks. That's at least eighty bucks.
2: <laughs> Although I have so many pre orders out there still waiting to ship like Lockjaw and Black Bulls, it's like <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, I'll get I've seen to the it.
1: Lockjaw for what, two years now at Mezco? <laughs>
2: he'll he'll ship soon. Uh huh. Speaking of four, they did tease. They had nothing to show yet, but they are doing a Fantastic Four Mezco wave, that which is I think, good, they've done, you know, they've kind of done a hodgepodge of movie characters. They've done quite a few x men characters, but I think getting a team like the Fantastic Four would be nice. Then, another exclusive that went faster than a blink, Mattel's Hot Wheels.
1: Okay, good idea, but you do not need a close-up picture of this, because (laughs) (laughs) Rocket looks like... He melted like he was a candle or something. (laughs) And I don't know what's wrong with Hulk's face. He's like, he's wearing the William Shatner mask that Michael Myers wore in the first Halloween, but he combed the hair. (laughs) And look at his hands. He just has like big stubs. I did think
2: that close up, blown up on a monitor... This does not look the best. No,
1: nope, no, nope, no, nope, not at all. I'm hoping that this is like a size of a traditional Matchbox car and not larger. It is. It's Matchbox okay. car size. So no one's eyesight's really gonna be good enough to see that anyway.
3: It reminds me of—I don't know if you had this one when you guys were kids, but I used to have a, a hot, hot Wheels or a Matchbox, one of the two. There was like a jeep, and it had it had a driver, and not most of them did, but this one had a driver that sat in there, and when you pushed it, the driver like bounced up and down. <laughs> when when the wheels turned and he kinda looked like Hulk here. He was just kinda in amorphous shape of a human.
2: <laughs> well, this set was supposed to be twenty-five dollars. I was on their site when it went up for order, but before I could even enter my credit card number, completely sold out, and now selling on eBay for as high as a hundred dollars.
1: Selling or listed?
2: Selling.
1: Okay. Oh yeah, those are green. <laughs> Just checking.
2: The price is settling down a little bit. I've seen it now selling in the high 50s. I'm going to bide my time on this one and see if it can settle in the 30s somewhere, I hope. I mean, it's a fun little set and it looks
3: kind of cool in the packaging. But man, I am i guess I'm just not into cars enough to, to be like, oh, I'm going to go out of my way to get it.
2: You know, every time we've been at San Diego, I have had no problem just walking up to the Mattel booth and getting the Marvel Hot Wheels toy. No problem at all. And I was surprised it became such a thing online. Hmm. It's interesting. Maybe maybe there'll be more available, or maybe it's just because
3: they went up online to order and more people were like, yeah, let's do it. Nothing else is selling right
2: now. I can make some money off that (laughs) if I put it on eBay. (laughs) But... I gotta say, I'm glad I didn't go to San Diego for one reason and one reason only. Hot Toys put up so much for order, so many exclusives last week, that it legitimately was about the cost of a San Diego hotel for five days. Wow. (laughs) They started with the Toy Fair exclusive. That's what they call it because of the International Toy Fair, but Sideshow put it out as a Comic-Con exclusive Spider-Man 2099 black suit is what they're calling it. It's from the PS4 video game. It's not actually Miguel O'Hara Spider-Man. It doesn't have the webbing under the arms, and Miguel is a lot more muscular. It's just a Peter Parker body under there or a standard buck, but it's the Spider-Man 2099 outfit.
3: Huh. Yeah, I mean, it it looks pretty good. I mean, it's obviously a cool design, but it feels a little bit pajama-ish.
2: The-
3: well,
1: that's because it looks a little baggy like in the torso area, doesn't it?
2: Yeah. I think that may just be shadow. I mean, I saw this in person last year, I believe it was, or maybe it was New York. But I think that that logo keeps it pretty tight to the body.
1: <laughs> that's my answer for everything.
2: I do love that it's the
3: 2020-2099 Spider-Man. <laughs>
2: Then, uh, one that I, I almost added the meme. Why, though? Holographic Iron Man 2 Mark IV.
1: Because he's see through. I think this was a test product. It's
2: the Mark IV, but instead of the die cast version, now it's the translucent plastic version.
1: I hope he's cheaper?
2: Well, he was. Okay. Which you would think, hey,
3: that's right at Justin's wheelhouse, but I'm sorry. Like,. It just makes it feel cheaper, like Marjorie's hitting that.
1: Yeah, I mean it it just it looks like a squirt gun plastic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it has it has a very particular color to squirt guns. I'll have to buy some squirt guns now and show you. Oh,
2: I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> I had my share of squirt guns. Now I'm gonna be looking for the milky colored tab in the back of this where I filled it up. <laughs> it's right there on his chest. <laughs> <laughs> But I do like that they put in some detail with the gears and things, so it's like you're seeing Iron Man underneath, like the servos and things, instead of just seeing toy joints. Yeah. I
3: mean, it's a cool concept, but it falls in that same realm of toy that some of those, like, what were they, foobies or whatever, where it's like, (laughs) they take like a weird creature and they cast it in like glittery see-through plastic and then it goes for 300 bucks.
1: <laughs> yep. And Funko tried that for a while. What I want to do is
2: rewatch Iron Man 2 cuz I don't think the 4 was ever a hologram. I don't think Jarvis ever like brought up a hologram of the Mark 4. The first time we saw Mark 4 it was landing on stage.
3: Yeah. I'm not Yeah, you're right. I'm not even sure where this idea comes from outside of the fact that it's like, well, I mean, it's probable that Tony Stark has a hologram of each of his outfits. So moving
2: on, the next one that they sold me, and most of these came out on July 23rd, it was a big day, Stan Lee as the Barber from Thor Ragnarok. Nice. I I do like this figure quite a bit. (laughs) So how
3: many Stan Lees do we have in Hot Toys now? I know we have the astronaut version, the cosmonaut,
2: and now this one. Is this just the second, or do we have... They did just the straight Stan Lee, but it wasn't in a movie costume, if you remember. He came with the director's, director's
3: chair. chair yep okay i couldn't remember if that was hot toys or one of those other companies that was doing it before hot toys started doing it
2: there was the company that did like 70 stan lee that we reviewed a while back i still have him up in my office he's got like the darker hair but then they've got they did the like 90 year old stan lee i thought for some reason they did the avengers outfit but that was i'm getting confused with marvel legends where they did him with the chessboard and everything ah I really just want to have them do the FedEx delivery driver holding an envelope that says Tony Stank, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's coming.
3: They just got to clear it with FedEx first. <laughs>
2: But this is a fun
3: version. Like, I mean, he has characters in all these movies, and yeah, I'm gonna—I'm sure eventually they'll get to as many as they can. But this—this this one's fun. It's—it's it's a departure from the last one in his cosmonaut suit.
2: At least they're doing unique outfits for him instead of just the guy who hung out the window and yelled hi to Marjorie in Spider-Man: Homecoming,
1: or the stripper DJ
2: in Deadpool. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, he's,
2: he was in every one of these movies, but in so many of them, he was plain clothed. Right. So they're picking the fun outfits here. Then one that I was really excited, I couldn't believe they made. It was on so many people's wish lists for so long. Zombie Iron Man, or as it's called, Mysterio's Iron Man illusion from when it crawled from the grave in Spider-Man Far From Home. All this thing needs is some tiny spiders.
3: Yeah. This is pretty great.
2: I mean, Marvel zombies being such a thing and it's like, well, how can you get those in toys? Well, they did bring a Marvel zombie into the movies. And Hot Toys is meanwhile, like, we can sell another Iron Man, make it <laughs> <laughs> I
3: mean it's great. At first blush, it kinda of feels like an Ultron phase one type of thing, but then you get to like you get to look at the head and there's actually a skull in there and that is
2: that's awesome. Yeah, this is my favorite of all the ones they've put out last week. (laughs) (laughs) Then Cable from Deadpool 2 with a... I believe Josh Brolin is the first actor to get two separate characters in my Hot Toys collection. Other than Stan Lee as the barber and the astronaut.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Nice. He even gets called Thanos in Deadpool 2. So that's, you know, a little bit of self-respirational material in-universe. But I think he has the same hair piece that Stan Lee had a couple slides before.
2: (laughs) No, it's a little bit different. Stan Lee (laughs) had like a comb back. This is like a flat top. (laughs) Nah. There's a lot of detail on this figure, though, because you can take off the outfit and see like the torn apart flesh with the metal underneath, kind of like Arnold in most of the Terminator movies. Yeah, super impressive. And you can have him with or without the cape, with the shirt, all the various outfits he can be in. Yeah. I mean, are they still doing that real
3: skin feel thing they did on a couple Hulks way back then? Or is this going to be like a hard plastic?
2: Uh, it's going to be a hard plastic, and I'm happy because so many of those Hulk arms have rotted. Ew. Okay. Light- a lot of them are so good. And then things came full circle for me when they put mech test Tony Stark up for order.
1: So you're not going to collect hot toys anymore?
2: blast from the past my very first hot (laughs) toy a gift from my wife
1: with justin's help
2: in was it 2010 (laughs) might have been i think it was 2010 wow and this one has an upgrade because i mean a lot of people have been looking for this figure i've been following this figure on ebay to see if any were at or around retail which was I think about 200 back then. I, I know, Marjorie, you got a, a really good price on it back in the day, but now it's like 600 800 on eBay.
1: I did not pay that.
2: And because you can't remove his boots without damaging the boots, I was always like, yeah, you know, if I ever came across one for parts or something, I might pick it up. But they came out with this and included two new accessories. They've got like a marked up Mark II helmet. Like, with diagrams on it. Oh, so that wasn't part of the original? It was not. Oh, okay. Nice. And then there's also the arc reactor with the proof Tony Stark has a heart and the little acrylic case. (laughs) That's great. Now, if those were even made 10 years ago, I know that, like, with some of the House Party Protocol ones, only in, like, Tokyo... They'd have an exclusive where Red Snapper would come with a crushed Iron Man Mark 42 helmet or something. And so if those accessories were available back then, they weren't included in the one I got. So I've never seen them before. So it makes getting this figure to have displayed a completely different way really feel like something new. So that answers my question. Do you need to get this one? And the answer is yes, Marjorie was going to buy it for me as a gift, a Christmas gift again, because, you know, keep the pattern going, but it doesn't ship until summer 2021, so...
1: Yeah, I don't like to give paper (laughs) as a Christmas gift, so... (laughs)
2: Hmm.
1: It does make wrapping easy, though, because you just have to print out a picture and put it in a card, but...
2: Right? Just get a folder and hand a folder
1: to to Arnie
2: at
3: Christmas. (laughs) Here's your (laughs) pre-orders.
1: (laughs)
2: <laughs> we've done it. We've yeah. we've given each other envelopes with pictures of what's coming to them eventually. Yeah. And then another re-release, this one, they're re-releasing Whiplash from Iron Man 2.
1: But no bird!
2: And still the hmm. brown outfit when that should be the orange jumpsuit.
1: Yeah, but they should have included the bird.
2: Right, his boyd.
1: Uh-huh.
2: And what they've said is this one has updated paint to the face. I mean, these are all hand-painted, but... They probably have better techniques now than when the original one was. And it's got a slightly different base. Instead of a basic black base, this new one has a base that looks a little bit like road, kind of like the racetrack. Nice. So, I mean, what's the idea here? Like, they're just kind of helping
3: people out who missed them the first time around and giving you a shot at not having to pay those
2: exorbitant secondary prices? Yeah, think about it from a business perspective. Either they can go and pay somebody else eight hundred for something, or you could just crank them out, and a lot of people will pay you three hundred for it. Right. I mean, they've been doing this more and more with bringing back some of the hard-to-find figures from your. They're not doing it with all of them, but I do think some of the more in-demand figures, like this Whiplash, are getting a chance to come back around. And the packaging and accessories and paint will be slightly different for the uber completists out there like me, but if you missed it the first time, it's a chance to get it. Yeah, it's like an archive line. And of course, they had some new announcements, not as many as usual. I mean, I think we spent a lot of time, I know I spent a lot of time a year ago, taking photos of all the new hot toys they had on display at San Diego. Here, Sideshow did a virtual thing, and it was kind of funny. They're like, here's the... Marvel Hot Toys Pillar, like set. they set it all up just like they would have at San Diego. So it was like you went to the one stand that had all the stuff on it. Yeah,
3: I'm sure they just set their booth up in a warehouse somewhere and did it that way. I mean, why not? They have all the pieces they need.
2: Yeah. And they took a lot of photos for their website, but a couple of new reveals. Claire Danes is Black Widow.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I will never not see that now.
2: <laughs> I I don't see Claire Danes there. I I don't know. I don't I'm not seeing it. Maybe it's the hair. But yeah, I'm sure these figures would be ones that I would have already ordered on a normal year because the movie would have come out and they would have put these up for order right away, but now we can just bide our time till we get the white outfit Black Widow. Might I just say though, if I may, the Hot Toys figure stand does a white outfit Black Widow no favors. Okay,
1: I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> and it gives it. Oh boy! It, it kind of looks like she has a really bad case of <laughs>
3: or protector, anyway. Yeah. <laughs>
1: it, it's unfortunate, and I would honestly just suggest taking the stand and maybe spray painting it white.
2: <laughs> no, the paint will hurt the figure. I would not trust any paint I could do on a Hot Toys figure. These things are fragile. With the, her belt and the, all the all
3: the straps in that area anyway, it just kind of looks like some sort of contraption, if you will.
2: <laughs> you know? It's just weird because it's nubby.
1: Yeah, it, it's unfortunate. It, it really is unfortunate. It
2: was like the first thing I noticed when I saw this figure. <laughs> yeah, You
1: look at their crotches first?
2: No, it just drew my eye. <laughs> just stands out.
1: It does cuz it's black on white.
2: I mean it might be explained the kind of perplexed look on her face. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to give them I'm really happy about this. That is sculpted hair. I'm honestly tired of bad hair day black widows in my hot toys collection. <laughs> And I have a friend with a Chewbacca, and he has to comb his Wookiee pretty regularly. (laughs) I think sculpted hair is something I would rather go with, especially for something like this, where she's got that braid and everything. I'm not opposed to sculpted hair versus Barbie doll hair. And I have a new euphemism. (laughs) Gonna go comb the (laughs) Wookiee. And then, of course, Taskmaster, and we still don't know much about that character, but that is looking like a very nice hot toy with the soft goods and the plastic mask and
3: the shield and sword. Looking really cool, and, like, different types of fabrics. Like, you can see the different types of patterns going on in these fabrics going
2: on here, so that's that's pretty sweet. Yeah, I don't even mind the stitching around the hood. I know sometimes we have problems with the stitching, but I think that actually works in this case. Yep. Then they announced some more in the Spider-Man PS4 line. And this is a fan favorite outfit right here. The figure arts figure sold out very fast and went for almost double in markup in some places. The black and yellow anti-Ock suit from the climax of the game. Yeah, this this
3: one just looks cool. I mean, it's got that segmented kind of armor parts along the arms and legs and... Black and yellow are always a great contrast together. Yeah, I I missed out on the figure arts version, so I don't. I don't know if I'm gonna jump in on on a Spider Man in the Hot Toys line, but if I did, this would probably be the one I'd go after.
2: Look at the base where it's got like Doctor Ox tentacles coming up and things. That that is a really spectacular base for the one six scale. They're quarter scale. They always do stuff like this, but for the one six scale, that's exceptional. Yeah, really, really cool. And then, one that Sideshow had to point out was new. (laughs) Spider-Man from the video game in his classic outfit. Now, Hot Toys and Sideshow don't really talk about their licensing agreements, but here's what I can surmise. Hot Toys does not have the license to do comic-based figures. We've never seen them do a comic-based figure. Hmm. They teased a stealth Iron Man that one time, which would have been a comic-based, but never actually did it. They've done some interesting repaints of movie figures but we've never gotten a comic accurate figure we've gotten a ton of movie figures which i love but now they've started to realize we can make video game figures like venom pool and things like that and that's Mm -hmm. cool but in the spider-man ps4 game he has like 60 outfits (laughs) they're like it's a video game figure now (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we found a loophole. So here you get classic Spider-Man with the small spider on his chest and everything. It, just a really classic Spider-Man design as a hot toy. I think the only difference might be the web shooters are very visible on the outside, which I haven't seen in the comic, but it's in the video game series.
3: Yeah, no, that's, that's cool. And that's a really, it's a really apt observation on your part because i didn't even think about that you're right hot toys doesn't do the comic versions and that's what this is and that's that's why i was throwing me off a little bit i'm like what does this feel off is it's it's done well there's texture in the costume the costume's accurate there's raised webbing the colors look right but there's something just off about it and it's just that it's it's hot toys quality in a comic style
2: yeah you can tell that blue is just more of a cartoonish blue than they're using regularly because they're going for a more real world effect and here they're trying to bring a comic book aesthetic and doing it well I mean I might I I don't know if that's coming through but they
3: did it awesome and if I was a classic Spider-Man collector I would jump all over this and
2: I need that base for Black Widow because it goes under the armpits
1: yeah I was wondering where that was (laughs) under his crotch
3: (laughs) (laughs)
2: All about where you get
3: clamped, kids.
2: (laughs) And you can see more of what they're doing with the video game suit in their next tease. The Spider-Man Hall of Armor Series 2 of those 3.3 inch Figure miniatures. Remember those, Justin? Oh, yeah. Is that what these are? Those are these really tiny ones? Uh Uh-huh. Oh. They put out the Iron Man Hall of Armor 1. Then they came out with the Iron Man Hall of Armor 2. And the Spider-Man Hall of Armor one. And then last year at Christmas, they sent to some people a Christmas Spider-Man from, from like Into the Spider-Verse where he's doing the Christmas album. <laughs> nice. There was a Christmas <laughs> Spider-Man in this scale. So now comes series two of these. I'm... <sighs> the thing is they come carded on one big card that's like two and a half feet by a foot. i have a couple of these now and i'm like on the one hand there's some cool outfits in here you got the classic iron spider you got scarlet spider you got battle damage spider-man you got spider armor you got damage classic suit and then i don't know what that blue and black one is i'll be honest i have no idea what that (laughs) is
1: (laughs) it's tron spider-man
2: right yeah,
3: a couple of these feel like they're from that Hasbro line of Spider-Man adventure figures where it's like, it's scuba
2: diving Spider-Man <laughs> and it's helicopter pilot Spider-Man. But in the end, what I can say is these figures, you know what they remind me of? And I know this is insulting because, I mean, this is a expensive collectible, but they remind me of the Jada metal figures, you see? Yes, Because <laughs> these are die-cast figures. Yep. And it's like... I like the concept of it. And I see what you're doing here. You think Spider-Man has so many outfits. You've made nearly as many Iron Man as you can. You got to finish that house party, guys. I know there's like three left. I need the rest of the house party. But (laughs) they're moving on to Spider-Man has so many outfits. Let's monetize those. But it's like. I just don't know what to do with them, how I display them. Do I keep them carded? Do I take them off the card and then display them, and they're so small? Do you
1: have to buy the little pods? It's all
2: one unit. Oh. You get all of this together.
1: I would just display them. Why would you display them packaged? But I don't think you should buy it.
3: Yeah, I don't know. There's, I, I, Like like you, Arnie, I like the concept. There's just something weird about how neutral the pose is. Like The feet are perfectly parallel, and they're pointing straight forward. And the arms are straight down by their side. It just They feel like shrunken down Titan heroes. And there's just something unnatural about
1: the poses. I wish they weren't trinket sized.
2: Now, I will give it this. This picture doesn't do it right because this is the display they had at the store. You see all those white things behind it? Those do light up. Those are electronic, and so you have them lit up from behind, and it is a, a nice-looking display in Okay. That
1: way. One of the things I was worried about was that their heads were perpetually just <laughs> going to be in the dark. <laughs> I have so many mixed feelings about this. One, again, I wish it wasn't trinket-sized. Mm-hmm. And now that I know... I, I actually have a frame of reference for this, Justin, because he has that little Christmas Spidey. Okay. And it's small, not terribly detailed... I think if they were just slightly bigger, I'd feel like, yeah, this is great. This is great on a shelf. Or if they did this for the actual regular size hot toys.
3: I'm right there with you guys. I think it's a cool concept. I just don't know about the scale. Are these the exact same thing as Iron Man's Hall of Armor backgrounds? Or are these specific to Spider-Man? Because it feels a little bit like a a young men's department in a department store. You know?
2: These are specific to Spider-Man. Iron Man had different pods that lit up differently.
1: But I guess the question I have is, did Spider-Man have a hall of armor or hall of closets?
2: He did in Into the Spider-Verse. If you remember, they went underground and they had the big
1: hall of armor. Yeah.
2: It also has a little bit of a Star Trek like transporter room feel to it too. Maybe it's the vertical white panels.
1: Yep, it's the it's the lights behind it because I assume those are the lights.
2: And the fact that they're standing on discs. You know what they're reminding me of? Remember the Target exclusive light up Hall of Armor yep. from the Iron Man two yep. line, the MU figs. But I mean, these are really nice quality metal figures. But
1: you haven't opened that figure, so how do you know it's high, high quality? I have opened one. Oh, okay. It's high quality. Yeah. Is it better than the Jada?
2: It is better than the Jada, but from a distance, it reminds me of the Jada. The difference is this set of six is two hundred dollars.
1: Okay, that was gonna be my next question was the price point. And two hundred dollars that's a hard sell.
3: That's thirty bucks each.
1: I'd wait till that goes on sale.
3: The others have all sold out.
1: They've all sold out?
3: Yes. That's $33 each for one of those, <laughs> if you look at it that way.
1: I, uh, I I assume you've already ordered this or pre-ordered it, Arnie.
2: No.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I had no confidence in that no.
1: No. Yeah. <laughs> If you would have seen the face that went with I, it, you would have zero confidence. <laughs> There'd be no doubt. I heard the face. What?
2: I think I heard the face.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay, then. Well, I mean, you can buy what you want. I don't care. I just... I,
2: you know what? I'm on the fence on this one, and I wanted to kind of talk it through with you guys and see what you guys think, because here I see some pros and some cons with it, and in the end, I'm just... It's so small, I'm not sure how it makes a
1: display. That's the thing that I'm... It's just, it's small. And you said from, you know, they don't hold up close up.
2: I mean, it's it's so small. It It's amazing what they can do at that size. Like the Iron Spider has clean paint lines. Jada doesn't quite get that clean, but it's just, you know, these aren't figures are going to pose. You know, they're very Honestly, little POA.
1: what I would do is if you want something cool like this, I would probably just do it with your Spider-Man figures and find some... Pause that work for it and do something like that instead.
2: Never one to not jump on a trend, Hot Toys also announced a new line of Cos babies. Do these look familiar? Hey, they look like the squishy Venom things that just came yeah. out. Yeah, <laughs> the Captain America one looks identical to the.
1: <laughs> it is. These are ex- almost exactly. Don't we have one right over here? Yeah, it's
2: the it's the Captain America Venom glob. He's behind you in the photo box. But he's slimy.
1: The Sideshow one is definitely more detailed and different. Actually has a different completely shape. This one has the big arms. Oh, yeah. And this one
2: has his teeth clenched. The Kaz baby has the tongue out. And if you look close, you can see warts on the tongue. <laughs> Case buds. <laughs> this is going to be a wave of eight. And they're going to have luminous glows and maybe even some light-up features. But of the eight, three of them are Groot. Oh, wow.
1: Okay, I'm going to say hard pass on this entire line. <laughs> for me. You do you, but for me, mm-mm.
2: You know what the problem is? Cosbabies are really hard to get in the States. They Every are. so often, Disney stores will get one or two, but like they come out with, it feels like 75 Cosbabies a year. And unless I go to eBay and seriously hunt, I'm lucky if I stumble across four or five stateside Hmm. Even Big Bad Toy Store doesn't sell them anymore because they had a big clearance sale on a bunch of Age of Ultron ones. Yeah, there's
3: only so much market for the cutesy line. And either you're, I feel like as a collector, you're all in on a single line. Or, I don't know, I don't know too many people that are like, oh, I grab a few of the babies and a few of the vinyl things here and a few of these cutesy things here. It just feels like, I don't know if there's enough market to sustain all of these cute crossover
2: lines i agree completely and but i will say i grab a few of the cause babies but only a few you know i'm really picky choosy here i don't know that i need three groots but i like that the groots have like the little shop of horror plants coming off of him <laughs> yeah the mouths yeah that's pretty great i don't like necessarily the dr strange one i think it's kind of
1: that's dr strange
2: yeah yeah it just feels very dracula Mm-hmm.
1: I, th- I just honestly thought it was like somebody like Morbius or something, and I wasn't recognizing them.
2: If I stumbled across these, I might be tempted to pick them up. But, you know, these usually can be found for, I know they MSRP around 20, but I've normally picked them up at 12. So if I ran across them, but I'm not going to hunt these down. There's just so much symbiote stuff right now. It does not feel special.
1: Wait a second. I said that.
2: You said it early.
1: <laughs> yes. He's
2: finally caught up.
1: <laughs> oh my god. It literally is infecting things.
2: I was at Walgreens yesterday and I saw the diamond mini mates that were symbiote. And I'm like, oh, diamond's in on this. They're joining the crowd. And I looked, they were the first ones out of the gate. Those were copyright 2018. Two years later, everybody's doing what diamond did with mini mates two years hmm. ago. And it's just
3: kind of starting, like it's starting to hit the stores again now, like Target's doing a toy reset, and there's a lot of this Venom stuff going on, and there's like a new mask and everything, so I think it's, it's with us for at least throughout this year now.
2: And Hot Toys is doing a life-sized Venomized Groot. Life-sized for Groot? Yeah, it's a baby Groot. Okay. And it's life-sized, so we, Marjorie, you have yours on the mantle outside, so you know it's just like a foot tall.
1: Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, but Groot was various sizes.
2: Yeah, this is life-size baby Groot. Okay. See, I think I could get this and just be happy and not need any of the cos babies cuz this has the plant coming out of the tongue and another oh. plant coming out the mouth back.
1: But you just said the symbiote was overdone.
2: Yeah, but I like th- I like the little shop of horrors thing going on with Groot. Yeah, it's cool. It doesn't have the
3: same amount of cuteness as the Cosbaby one, though. So I know I was just complaining about the cute factor, but it worked a little better with the cutesiness than the realisticness, I guess.
1: Once they get the weird triangle eyes from Venom, they no longer are cute. I mean, they're slightly rounded and Groot's got a little smile on the others. And on the one on the stick, he really just looks like a plant you need to chop down.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I think the biggest difference I'm seeing that makes it look Cute in the cause, baby, is it looks like Groot ate some of Venom, so it's all over his mouth like chocolate, <laughs> <laughs> and he's kind of happy about it. But in this realistic one, he just feels like he fell over into a,
2: a puddle of tar or something, and he's leaping out of it like, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, fortunately, Sideshow actually took it easy on me this time around, though. They gave out about $60 in Sideshow rewards over the course of the con. Uh, Thanks to everybody in the code groups I'm in for giving me those codes to help reduce some costs. And they only announced two new items. The first being a Silver Surfer maquette quarter scale, which is the first time they've done one of these in over a decade. There was one, we saw it at Midtown Comics time and again, Mm -hmm. the quarter scale Silver Surfer, and it was just so gorgeous and huge and everything.
1: Now he's like the graphite surfer with the figurehead. (laughs) (laughs)
2: If you get this exclusive edition, you get Nova here coming out of a black hole.
3: This is cool. I mean, the Silver Surfer looks so detailed. It almost looks like a 3D rendering rather than an actual photo of a statue.
2: Yeah, I think they did a really good job. You know, the last one they did was more in a surfer pose here. You know, he's a very stoic character. So having him in this museum pose similar to those Spider-Men we were looking at in the pods works for this character.
1: Okay, but he looks like he's in the Mr. Universe pageant. (laughs) I mean, he's flexing his muscles. He's got his arms out a little bit, standing up straight. He's in the Mr. Universe pageant.
2: He does have a good four pack. (laughs) He does. Kind of looks like an Oscar
3: as
1: well. Yeah, he does.
2: (laughs) It also could be the photo I chose to use here, kind of the upshot. But I, I think they did a nice job on this, but it's nothing compared to the next one. The Taskmaster premium format. I mean, obviously, they try to do comic versions that tie into the movie versions with the premium format. I think they might have lost their movie license. They haven't done a movie like this since a little after Age of Ultron, I think. And now Iron Studios is doing all of them. But this comic-based Taskmaster with two different heads, one's more masky and one's more skullish, is a gorgeous piece to behold.
3: Yeah, this is awesome. With the mixed media, like the the cape is real fabric and I'm guessing it's got wires in it to pose.
2: Yep, that's what they do with most of the capes. Yeah. And the alternate heads is a nice touch. Yeah, that's that's the sideshow exclusive is you get the masked head. Nice.
3: Yeah, this is pretty cool.
2: I I like this a lot. With the with the sword out and the my name's a Neo Motoya, you <laughs> killed my father, prepare to die, pose. <laughs> <laughs> Hello,
3: my name is Enigo Montoya.
2: <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? That's the pose, right? <laughs> oh,
3: yeah, totally. <laughs> so what
1: happened to his pants? Why does he have half briefs and half boxers?
3: It's part of the task he has to finish it today. He hasn't got the rest of his pants done yet.
2: <laughs> and he's wearing a bodysuit, right? Like, that's not just blue muscle. He's not like Faker from the He-Man yeah. series. He's wearing like a bodysuit, right? <laughs> Skin tight.
1: Yeah, I'm always confused by what, what is a bodysuit, what's their actual skin. I don't know what's going on with some of these. Don't Google does Taskmaster, or d- don't Google does he wear a bodysuit. I'm not. Okay, that's just going to get you a bunch of weird crap.
2: <laughs> but I like this one also because the base isn't too extraordinary. You know, sometimes they've been taking these figures and putting them on really tall bases, making them so they don't fit on your shelf, and they cost a Fortune, because you're spending like $300 on the base. Yeah, And I like things that showcase the figure, you know, like the older ones. I look at my Deadpool choking the chicken, and it's got a nice base. It's a nice displayable base with the bullets, but it's not like these Spider-Mans where he's, half the statue is a building.
1: It's entirely extraneous with that base. Yeah.
2: And so that's able to keep the cost on this one down to a reasonable six hundred versus the thousand that some of these have been going for
1: lately.
3: Yeah, I, I can't even really tell what this base is supposed to be. Like maybe part of a building ledge or just some vaguely alien piece of machinery you might be standing on.
2: Yep. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you know, it looks metalish. Yeah, there's some mesh. Type of stuff going on. I mean, it's definitely designed. It's not just a piece of a chunk of rock or anything. So that's that adds some detail to it, which is cool.
2: Yeah, it's more than just the hero base, like they did for the X Men, where all of them were just round black circles with an X on top. But it's not going to draw attention away from the statue, and it's not going to add a lot of cost to the statue. So yeah, no, I think that is a really nice piece from sideshow, and I'd I'd much rather have them put out fewer items of greater quality. Then flood me with medium quality items, but with that, that's going to end VernadaCon coverage. <laughs> it's hard to believe. With no con, there was still so much news for collectibles.
3: Really is. I mean, that's just it. There's the companies aren't going to miss a year to get stuff out. So I mean, there's still stuff for us to dig through and sort through and figure out what what's
2: new and what's coming. So we'll be back again soon. Yeah, there's some cool stuff coming up. I'll just tease. We got Diamond Select toys with some Marvel Select figures and even more.
3: And all that and more on the next Marvelicious
0: Toys. Thank you for listening to this episode of Marvelicious Toys. There's even more Marvelicious content at our website, MarveliciousToys.com. You can see pictures of the products we discussed, find checklists for collectibles, and read articles on Marvel movies, comics, and collecting. It's all at MarveliciousToys.com. You can also help out our show by telling your friends to listen by posting on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or in person. We would also greatly appreciate a five-star review written on iTunes. A link to our iTunes feed is at MarveliciousToys.com. We want your feedback. You can email us at show at or find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Find all those links at our website. If you also like Star Wars, Star Wars Collecting is covered at our other podcast, Star Wars Action News, which you can find at SWActionNews.com. Marvelicious Toys is produced and edited by Artie Carvalho. Associate produced by Jason Latham. Video editing by Andrew and Daryl. Graphic design by Justin. Photo editing by Jeff and Curtis. Announcements by Brock. If you want to hear reviews of every movie ever based on Marvel Comics, check out those reviews and hundreds more on the Now Playing Podcast at nowplayingpodcast.com. Marvel Comics, and all of the Marvel Multiverse contains are the intellectual property of Marvel Entertainment Incorporated, a subsidiary of the Walt Disney Company, and no infringement is intended. Marvelicious Toys is a Venganza Media Production, copyright 2020, all rights reserved. And no part of this show may be reproduced, repurposed, or redistributed without the written permission of Venganza Media Incorporated.
2: That nebula? Binary? No, it's not binary.
1: It's a woman with no clothes.
2: Well, she's an alien. She's, she's half naked.
1: I, I'm going to just go out on limb, Justin, and say she's pretty much going to be all naked.
3: But there's only half of her, Yeah, so.
1: but if you saw the rest of her, I'm guessing she would also be pantsless. Yeah? If you get this
2: exclusive edition, you get Nova here coming out of a black hole.
1: <laughs>
2: I'm sorry.
3: <laughs> While combing the Wookiee. Yeah. <laughs>